This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. I can't believe I'm actually going to ask this question. Are the Cincinnati Bengals still a playoff team potentially with Jake Browning? It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. There is no getting around the performance last night for Jake Browning. Courtney Cronin is in today for Joe as Joe makes his way eastward and makes the move to Bristol, Connecticut. And uh, listen, Courtney, when you've had a several uh, crossing of paths with Jake Browning uh, between uh, Minnesota, I don't think he was in Chicago at all, but only no. Minnesota, right? Mm-hmm. Um, threw for 354 last night and a touchdown. Uh, first question, did you ever think you would see the day? <laughs> you know, I thought about this last night, and I was texting some of my old compadres on the Vikings beat about the infamous August, or excuse me, uh, July 31st, 2021, the night practice that we all remember covering the day that the entire quarterback room outside of Jake Browning was unavailable due to COVID. Kellen Mond, who was the rookie quarterback draft pick at the time, got COVID. Nate Stanley, who was a backup, Kirk Cousins, they all redeemed close contacts because most people in that room were not vaccinated. I know this sounds like a completely different world. This was two years ago, but these were the circumstances in which the Vikings had to deal with. Jake Browning was vaccinated. Therefore, for a night practice where you've got, you know, thousands of fans in attendance, it's the big event that they do at the beginning of training camp, they had one singular quarterback available. The quarterback's coach, Andrew Trinoco, who played the position at Pitt, um, but, you know, again, a coach, not a player, he was like the emergency quarterback that they had just to be able to field, like, you know, to to be able to get guys reps. He was throwing passes in practice, but it was Jake Browning that night where I found my notes from July 31st, 2021. Practice number four. Quote, if Jake Browning wasn't the favorite for the number two quarterback job ahead of Kellen Mond before Saturday's COVID-19 interruption wiped out the majority of the quarterback room, well, he is now. And again, like went through about, he threw like, you know, 90 something passes if you include individual drills, team period, seven on seven, and he didn't throw an interception. Hmm. This sounds like it might have been foreshadowing what we saw from Jake Browning <laughs> last night. Also did not throw an interception in that game. But my goodness, I mean, like all jokes aside, remember this guy was like just outside of the Heisman of like all the Heisman candidates back when he was coming out of college coming out of Washington and he was incredible on like he could pick coming into that 2019 draft because I remember he didn't go to the Vikings initially but like the notes on him then was that he could pick teams apart within a 10-yard window that's what he was really successful with like you know accurate on check down short throws like the confidence he can build from there is what we saw last night because that built into him averaging 9.6 yards per attempt. He only took two sacks through for 354 yards. If you have to be in a situation where you don't have your starter, the type of managing that a guy like this can do, but also when you need him to come up and make a big throw, he can do it. You're just not relying on that all the time. I mean, because of how much they relied on Joe Mixon last night, they might not be in the worst situation that we thought they would have been in had they not, you know, not having Joe Burrow. So here's what's interesting about this to me. Everything that you just told me, 
And then I factored this in. Last week, Mike Tannenbaum and I are getting ready to do the Indianapolis-Tampa game on ESPN Radio. And Mike turns to me probably about a half hour before kick, and he said, I'm going to make a prediction today. And he said, "Not." and Mike's not the guy who pats himself on the back, by the way. And he says, last year I was 16 out of 17 on these. It's like, okay, go ahead. He said, you watch, Jake Browning is going to play well today, and the Bengals are going to win. And that was when they were playing Pittsburgh. Now, the Bengals did not win, but Jake Browning played pretty well outside of one pick. And so the rationale was Jake Browning played a lot of football in college at Washington. And at the same time, the last couple of years, you absorb a lot of information when you're a backup. I I was fascinated by, not, not that this happens with everybody, right? But you take all that together, Courtney, and then you see the stat they gave on Monday Night Football, that since 2019, Jake Browning has been involved in 23 transactions. <laughs> 23 transactions. Signed, released, signed, released, practice squad, released, all of that. And this guy came in and made the Jaguars look absolutely silly last night. And there's something to be said. I know that we often joke about those guys who fall into the signed release. One week they're here, the next week they're there. You know, basically the guy you keep on retainer when you're going to cut him because you need to make some other roster transaction, get somebody on, but you can bring him back via the practice squad and, and work, you know, around the NFL's rules that way. To stay locked in, to stay in the playbook, so to speak, to be up to speed to where you don't look like the deer in the headlights that so many of these backup quarterbacks, third string guys do when they're thrust into action. That's a skill. That's a skill that very few have. And that's how you can make it in this league. If you are a Jake Browning who has been in now for, you know, he's drafted in 20, you know, 2019 draft is when he came out. That's five years of experience that he has five seasons of going through that to be ready for a moment like that, which may only come once, twice, maybe three times, a handful of times in your career. Imagine doing that year after year, day after day for, you know, these seasons that can go anywhere from seven to nine months. That's a skill. That is a skill. And that is the fortitude of somebody that, frankly, I think needs to be praised because not just what he did last night, 32 or 37, 354 yards and a touchdown, you know, completing nearly 87 percent of his passes. It's not having Zach Taylor and this offense have to change completely everything that they're doing just to fit it to their backup, which we've seen playbooks get tailored down. I mean, take for the love of all things good and holy. Take a look at the jet situation of what they were trying to do, whether it was Zach Wilson as the backup, whether yeah. it was Tim Boyle, uh, Trevor Simeon. Like they're, they're adjusting on the fly because they built an offense for a quarterback who's not playing, and then they realize, oh, man, can't square peg round hole this thing because it's not going to work. Jake Browning and what they've asked him to do is not that far off. I mean, obviously different caliber of player. No one's saying that, but it's not like they're asking – him to do something that they would say would be completely different if Joe Burrow was playing. Well, here's one, an idea that I think that they could probably use on the Cincinnati offense, and they seem to employ it well last night. Get the ball to Jamar Chase. <laughs> Get the ball to Jamar Chase, who had six catches in the first quarter. 
here he is asked if he was part of the game plan in terms of really putting it together. Honestly, I, I had no say-so in just, you know, me saying anything on getting the ball. They just made the game plan up and just was trying to give me the ball, get my hands on a rock a little bit, and, uh -huh. um, you know, I just made the most out of every catch I could. And, Courtney, he didn't have to speak up because, for me, I would start at receiver Jamar Chase with my franchise over anybody else in the league. And I know what I'm saying when we're talking about Justin Jefferson's and Tyreek Hill's. I would take Jamar Chase right now. I believe he is the best overall receiver in the league. The guy is incredibly dynamic and can do everything that you need to do. Remember when earlier in the season he was frustrated that he wasn't getting the ball and sometimes people look at that and say oh man that guy's a diva he needs to just you know be quiet and play his role no when someone like Jamar Chase who has been a proven talent he's fourth right now in receiving yards through er, through 13 weeks and had the fourth most in week 13 with 139 when you have a dynamic playmaker like that on your offense and you're without your starting quarterback that's even more of a reason to get him the ball, to force it his way, for him to have double-digit targets and, I believe, nearly double-digit catches. Like, this is somebody who can help you survive that transition that you have at quarterback and not just survive, thrive the way that they did last night in a game that, yes, I know the score is going to indicate it, it was, you know, it's a three-point game and that was a back-and-forth affair, but... Honestly, once, even before Trevor Lawrence went down, to me, I felt like the Jaguars were playing not to lose and the Bengals were playing in control consistently from the very start of that game. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Courtney Cronin is in for Joe today. Want to remind you, O'Reilly Auto Parts can help you find a repair shop with their shop referral program. Call or stop by any O'Reilly Auto Parts location and use the Find a Repair Shop feature on O'ReillyAuto.com today. In just moments, we get inside the NFL with, well, one of our insiders. That's on the way. And Aaron Rodgers has spoken on the latest Jets controversy. You'll hear it in moments on ESPN Radio. I'm all a Twitter. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The New York Jets do not have a starting quarterback for Sunday's game against the Texans. The team is leaning towards Wilson, but he is reluctant to play because of injury risk. I know that he wants the ball. I know he's competitive as heck. And I know if he is the guy for Sunday, he'll go compete and tell off. When that coach said, hey, you up again, you say, coach, thanks. And now you're going to tell me you can go back in there, but I don't want to. Why you don't want to go back in there? You are auditioned for a job, and you probably will not be the quarterback next year in New York. Aaron Rodgers will be the quarterback. Yeah, you can remove the probably from that sentence. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Temperatures getting low, but demand remains high. You need Indeed. They're all in one platform. Helps you attract, interview, hire candidates all from one place. And Indeed's interview tool lets you schedule and conduct virtual interviews right from their website. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Moments ago, Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show uh, being done out of South Street Seaport today. So he was in person with the guys. And here he is talking about the very latest on Zach Wilson uh, and the reports that he does not want to play this week. When you use sources and whether intentional or unintentional, try to assassinate someone's character like that report does for Zach, I have a a real hard time with that. Oh, dear God, please. (laughs) Nobody is assassinating a character when they say that he may not want to play this week. Uh, I know Dan Graziano loves talking about Aaron Rodgers, so let's bring him in. ESPN NFL insider. Dan, your thoughts. He must be talking about my father or my son. Uh, he's saying that they love talking about Aaron. Look, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's amazing that the Smash has set another NFL record this year because I don't think anyone's ever had a higher quote to games played ratio in the course of an NFL season uh, than Aaron Rodgers. But w- whatever. Look, I mean, I am not in the business uh, of commenting on other people's reporting. So I'm just going to leave that out of it, right? Yeah. Uh, in terms of character assassination, obviously – that's you know it's not what's going on, uh, and and I think anybody who who read what was reported uh, would know that. So he's being dramatic, which is this thing, and uh, and that's fine. Again, this is his what did K- Travis Kelsey said Tuesdays are his game days, so yeah. he's bringing it. So good for him. Um, look, I mean the Zach Wilson situation is what it is, and the Jets have made a mess of it. Regardless, right? Like I mean they they they, they started him, they benched him. They benched him for a guy that they just cut, right? So now they, you know, if they're asking him to play again, again, I'm not sitting here commenting on other people's reporting. I just won't do it. But if you have a situation where they're asking him to play again, I can understand if hypothetically he would say he would not be thrilled about the idea, right? If you're anticipating that I'm done with this team and that they're going to move me in the offseason, like I'm going to put myself in a position to get hurt, uh, with the three or four games left in the season, four or five games left in the season. Like, I, I personally think Zach Wilson will play uh, if they decide to start him. But I can understand why the feeling, the hard feelings between player and team would be there if, if in fact, they are. 
Okay, so that brings us to the news that we received a little bit ago from Rich Samini that the Jets are signing Brian Rippin, Brett Rippon and they released Tim Boyle, mm-hmm. who started the last game. So does by that logic, do you expect that Rippon would actually be in line to start for the Jets this week, or is that just another backup move? And if Wilson is presented with the opportunity to start, that he would either reluctantly or whatever be the starter this week? Yeah, I mean, Salah said yesterday that, that Wilson came to him and said he'd play if they wanted to. So I think we we, we take him at his word on that. Um, Rippon played in Denver last year, right, with yep. Hackett. So he would know he would know the offense. He would know what what was what was being asked of him. Um, the move is too fresh for me to know whether the Jets made it with an intention of playing him this week. My guess would be no, but I mean, I feel like with this Jets quarterback situation now, anything's possible. So. Um, I would think that Rippon would be a consideration to potentially start at some point, if not this week. If they put Wilson in this week and, and it looks terrible again, then I could see them going to Rippon because, again, he has some starter experience and they're just flailing around for any kind of possible answer right now. But, you know, there's a, there's a rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic feel to this whole thing. Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL Insider, joining us. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Courtney Cronin in for Joe today. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I'm just oh, going to throw sure this. You are. I mean, well, I am when bit. it really Come fits on. my narrative. Yeah, um, right, okay. Yeah. So here's the question Am I so out of left field to believe that the way the situation was handled had an awful lot to do? with what Rogers' relationship with Wilson was prior to all this. In other words, I feel like somewhere along the way, pure, pure speculation in and around the injury, guys, don't bring anybody else in who can really challenge this guy because then you're going to lose him completely. Is that a tough one to put on him? Because it feels like in so many ways, Dan, they've handed the keys to Rodgers to run the organization. Yeah, there are a lot of moves that have been made that feel that way. Um, you know, obviously Hackett, Lazard, Cobb, I guess Tim Boyle to an extent. Um, you know, all of these had prior relationships with Rodgers, and it definitely feels that way. I think, you know, the Jets would push back on some of it. I had people with the Jets telling me at the beginning of the offseason they were going to sign Lazard or try and sign Lazard no matter what. They felt he would be good in their offense. Uh, but obviously Cobb, you know, other guys like that uh, or were Rodgers' idea. Um, in terms of the Wilson thing, I mean, yeah, look, I, I, you're, you're trying to put that on Rodgers as opposed to the Jets? The yeah, Jets I'm, I'm, saying, I'm saying, well, listen, Rodgers. Zach Wilson? Yes, I'm I mean, saying Rodgers and Wilson. The draft. Like, like it's yeah. possible that, I mean, I, I think it's, I don't think it's unrealistic to think that in the offseason and throughout this season, the Jets, who selected Wilson number two in the draft, at least harbored some degree of hope of, like, maybe down the road this guy can be something. Maybe we can still make something out of him. He's still young. Sure. Rodgers being here will help him get better, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm not sure I lay that one on Aaron Rodgers. Um, certainly possible, but I, I think there's, there's reason to believe there are other people in the Jets building that are invested in the idea of Zach Wilson ultimately being a success, or at least were. Boy, at the same time, that feels like franchise malpractice at that point, considering what they had to not get somebody else in the building who would even be a better backup to Wilson if things fell apart. Yeah, I I think it's tricky, though, because like 
if you know Aaron Rodgers is going to the Jets and you're a veteran backup, right? Like, let's say Minshew, right, uh-huh. uh, who's performing well for Indianapolis. Minshew signed with the Colts in March before the draft. Uh, you know, even if they told him who they planned to draft, you, he could have conceivably thought, well, that guy might need some time. I have a better shot to play here than I would if I went and sat behind Aaron Rodgers, for example, right? So yeah. I think there's it can be a more of a two-way street than that. It might Having Rodgers being committed to the pursuit of Rodgers, as they obviously were, um, might have affected their ability to land a veteran backup. Maybe they should have tried harder, but um, – Regardless, obviously, they did not come up with with the right plan uh, to get them through the season. Graz, we heard from Doug Peterson a little bit ago. Trevor Lawrence has a high ankle sprain. They're considering that a week-to-week thing. He wouldn't rule him out for this weekend's game against against the Browns. But big picture-wise, whether it's C.J. Beathard, whether it's Trevor Lawrence, we've seen the Jaguars come up small in very big spots. Do, Do you still view them as a threat? in the AFC with the added layer of this quarterback injury? I think they're a good team. I think they're a team that, that has to have, that, that has to have things go right. Right. Like I think once, if you can get the Jaguars out of their plan, uh, especially offensively, I, I think you can, I think you can beat them. And I think if you have uh, Christian Kirk, sounds like he's going to miss some time, very important player for them on offense. And if Trevor Lawrence is, out or limited, I, I think that puts them in a bad position with regard to their next two games, which are against the Browns and the Ravens. Uh, two incredibly tough defenses and two, um, you know, two AFC playoff contenders that are obviously playing for something. So I think they're in some trouble. I, I'm not sure I'm buying the Jaguars as a legit AFC contender this year. I think I, I like what they're building. I like their program. I like the quarterback. I like the coach. Uh, but I think, you know, the flaws showed up last night. Flaws showed up, obviously, a few weeks ago against San Francisco. And I think, Courtney, I agree with you that they they sort of have have not delivered. I mean, obviously, you know, against the Chargers in the playoffs last year, they did. But so far this year, uh, they have not really necessarily answered the bell when it comes to the tough tests. Um, You know, they're they're there. They're close, right? They held off Houston last week, and Houston's been hot. Um, So I think they're a contender if everything's going their way, but – off of last night, that is that is not the case. Dan Graziano with us, ESPN NFL Insider. Dan, one more, and this is more of just a philosophical thing. You know me. I'm a little bit out there. I can be a little bit different on some things. But I saw this this morning, and you're the kind of guy I want to get a take on this. Go out to breakfast. I'm at a regular restaurant, one that, you know, is not known for anything in particular, right? I see three people. Yes. At the same table, three people at at the same table, all of whom have ordered the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. Am I wrong to find that odd? (laughs) No. I mean, mean, yes, you're wrong. Yeah. Why why, why is it odd? All three people ordered avocado toast, Dan, and nobody, like, this place is not known for avocado toast. Like, if, if it's a place that's known for something, I get it. I don't know why. I just thought that was... It felt a little I mean, Stepford Wivish, Dan. I don't know. Is it? Are they supposed to all order something different so they can each sample each other's? Like, what if they're not into that? What if I, they want their own and they just all like they all? Hey, let's go out and get some avocado toast. 
Yeah, right? who goes you out know, for avocado toast for though? I mean, that's not something yeah. that's like man. Like, like we were having this discussion off off I mean, air that you go to the combine, you go to St. Elmo's, you would yes. not be surprised to see four different shrimp cocktails, four different filet right. mignons with mashed potatoes, right. like four of the same thing. But I did find it a little odd that it must be. I mean, I think the answer here, Carlin, is that it must be the best avocado toast in town. You're just not aware of it yet. Yeah, I mean that that would be one explanation because you can make avocado toast at home. Like you don't need to 100%. necessarily go out for that. But yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I'm not, I, I'm not, I don't have any uh, compunction against you know sort of multiple people at the table ordering the same thing. I guess there's something to be said for why not get a little more adventurous if you're going out to breakfast. I and mean, if I'm going out to breakfast, it's going to be to chow down. Like I'm going to get, I'm going to get some pancakes or some French toast or you know some some like yeah. breakfast breakfast as opposed to you know the the you know, old man, healthy breakfast I try to eat when I'm at home. So, yeah, I'm with you there. Avocado toast, I'm not necessarily going out and paying a markup for that. Yeah, fair. All right. Just trying yeah. to find out if I'm nuts. Thanks, Dan. Well, I mean, keep – good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL insider with us. So should the Jets move on from everyone after the season, including Aaron Rodgers? That's after I tell you about this from our friends at Farm Fresh Trees. Now, just do the right thing. Get real. Keep it real this holiday season by buying real Christmas trees. Did you know that buying real Christmas trees helps save the American Christmas tree farming industry? For every 10 Christmas trees planted, an acre of land is saved. And so are American farmers' jobs. Plus, buying real Christmas trees helps keep real holiday memories alive while helping our environment. So if you want to put people out of work and crush the environment, you go, you do what you have to do with your plastic tree. And hopefully you have no trouble sleeping at night. But if you're interested in saving the country, maybe you buy real Christmas trees this holiday season at Lowe's or wherever Christmas trees are sold. Get more information online at GetRealKeepItReal.com. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. And that's what I'm going to try to do. Every minute that I have left, I will thank God for the day and the moment I have. This is V-Week at ESPN Radio. Join the fight. Go to v.org backslash donate. 100% of your donation goes to cancer research. 
And tonight, it is the Jimmy V Classic. College basketball is back. North Carolina taking on UConn, followed by Florida Atlantic taking on Illinois. Coverage begins 6.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Uh, Courtney Cronin is in for Joe today. And more Aaron Rodgers from just a little while ago with Pat McAfee. As he is, uh, Pat came in uh, with the crew for Aaron Rodgers' 40th birthday. And now they're at the seaport today in New York City. Uh, and, of course, doing their usual Tuesday spot. Uh, so here is Aaron talking about Zach Wilson and how he could not possibly see that report any other way than an assault on his character. That, that was, how can he not read it any other way? I mean, you're basically saying that this Quit. this kid is, is quitting on the team and, and doesn't want to play and has given the middle finger to the organization. Now, listen, uh, I don't want to speak for him because he's going to get a chance this week to speak, and I'm going to let him speak. I'll tell you that I love the kid, and I've spent a lot of time with him, uh, and I think he's uh, an amazing young man, and he is young. He's gone through a lot of in the last three years, and he's got every right to be frustrated and disappointed about it. I think he's done a good job of standing up and taking accountability this year. This is part of the job. Part of the job of being the number two overall pick in the draft, of being a franchise quarterback, of being in New York, all of it is part of the job. And this report is not an assault on Zach Wilson's character. I I get the sense, Courtney, it's pretty much split down the middle on people who see Zach Wilson's perspective here of not wanting to play again. But let's lay it out for a moment. He played terribly most of the season. Most of the season, he was pretty bad. So they had to turn somewhere else. That didn't work. They didn't have a right plan in place. So now they're going back to him, and he doesn't want to be the guy to play. So, so, So don't be there. Don't be there if you don't want to play. And an assault on a character is assaulting a pretty well-respected reporter who's not really wrong very often, our old friend Diana Rossini, in saying that this report is complete crap. Well, this is not the first time that Aaron Rodgers has done that. You'll go back to free agency when he did the exact same thing, and we'll leave it at that. But the reporting is that... The Jets went to him to say, okay, like, you know, right now it's not working with Tim Boyle, and obviously he just got released. That they were wanting, which they were not initially planning to do, the 13-8 loss to the Falcons changed a lot of things for this franchise, that they wanted to go back to him, and that Wilson was apprehensive. I'm using the words that are in this athletic story. Remained apprehensive due to perceived injury risk. Like you just laid out, Chris, The idea from Zach Wilson's perspective could potentially be, well, I'm not going to be on this team anyways next year. Why would I put myself at risk for a 4-18 that's going nowhere when I'd like to continue my career, get a fresh start, go somewhere else next year? And then on the flip side of that, it looks like, wow, this guy is soft. He looks coddled. He looks like all the things that were negative about him that are coming to fruition right now. And that's got a portion of the fan base, a portion of the NFL media world and the fan world looking at Zach Wilson like he's a loser for this. Like That is flat out what it is perceived. And that's what Aaron Rodgers is getting at when he's talking about the character assassination, because the idea is that 
you should take advantage of every single opportunity that is presented to you. And if you stink and you're still being given an opportunity, you should be grateful for that opportunity. And there's a lot of truth to that. But on the other side of this, and granted, we have not heard from Zach Wilson himself. And that's because Robert Sala has not named a starting quarterback yet. Assuming it's Zach Wilson, which if you heard Rodgers in that clip, he said Zach's going to get a chance to talk this week. He probably knows something that's going on inside one Jets drive that Zach Wilson will end up being the quarterback this week, will end up starting when they play the Houston Texans. I want to hear it from him. I want to hear from him how this report got out there because to put something to bed that Aaron Rodgers loves to keep bringing up, reports like this from veteran reporters are not usually wrong. They come from a place of well-sourced information, and if this is out there, there's truth to it. There's just not such a wild, reckless thing like, oh, like you know, this is just going to go out there because it's going to get quote-unquote clicks. He's the guy who likes to say that media does stuff for clicks, just like he, he does with his incredibly controversial, stupid medical takes. But this is not character assassination on Zach Wilson because it's true because at this point of his career he is grabbing on to whatever straw is out there hoping that he can hang on long enough to get through the rest of this season and you know what tough if you have to play this week if it goes poorly tough because you haven't been doing what you needed to do yes you were put into not a great situation but it's not like you helped yourself along the way at any point because through all of that training through all of that you know closeness to Aaron Rodgers we haven't seen Zach Wilson get any better all of it was for nothing Aaron Rodgers can do whatever he wants okay it's his life I don't think he's helping Zach Wilson here and frankly the fact that he continues to come out each and every week and talk all the time benefits the network. I don't blame them. I don't blame Pat for having him on. It, it draws attention, which is part of our job, okay? But part of the job is also not to fabricate stuff. Like, there is actual facts that go on in reporting, whether people want to believe that or not. Actually happens. All of that aside, when Aaron Rodgers talks about people doing things for clicks, his entire life right now is for clicks. That's his entire life. Like J.J. Watt said or whoever it was who said it, uh, his, uh, you know, or Travis Kelsey, his game day is Tuesday. When he can get out there, say something, and get attention. I, I'm losing patience on caring anymore because – He is somebody that has played four downs this year and has not been made. I've never seen an injured player who is doing nothing, nothing for the team to help them on the field speak more ever, ever. I can't remember it. I actually thought Courtney at the beginning of the year when this happened that like he'd be in the back trying to help and he'd be doing the right things. He is in front of the camera a hell of a lot more than he is in the back. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 8. I'm just so sick and tired of his crap. The one NFL team that may actually be set up extremely well for the future. That is after Courtney has this from our friends at O'Reilly, and I'm going to go cool off about this crap. 
Does your vehicle, like mine, have over 75,000 miles? Then you need to get maximum high-mileage engine protection from Syntec, full synthetic high-mileage motor oil formulated for today's engines. Right now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, get five quarts of Syntec high-mileage and MicroGuard. Select oil filter for just thirty four ninety nine. Limits apply. See store for details. Ask the professional parts people about all the supplies you need for your next oil change. Try Syntec High Mileage exclusively at O'Reilly Auto Parts. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Second down and goal on the five. Twenty four seconds left. Game tied at three here at the end of the second quarter. Two receivers to either side of the formation. Murray in shotgun, flanked to his right by James Conner. Snap to Murray, straight drop, throws back at the end zone, pulled in, and it's a touchdown for McBride. Unbelievable win the other day for the Cardinals on the road in adverse circumstances, to say the least. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. That was Arizona Sports 98.7. Kelvin Beecham, the Cardinals, the offensive lineman, is always doing good things in the community. And he's always a great guest, and he joins us right now. The two-time Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee is going to be handing out backpacks filled with school supplies as part of his work with the humanitarian agency World Vision. We'll talk to him about that in just a moment. But, Kelvin, how does a team go on the road and win a game in one of the toughest environments in football with two weather delays the other day? What happened in Pittsburgh, dude? Man, we just found a way to get it done. And sometimes uh, you have to find a way to look adversity in the, in the face and find a way to get it done. And we were able to go into a hostile environment, uh, a place and, and a team that's playing really well right now. And... Uh, you know, be more physical than they were in the run game and, and deal with the, the circumstances a little better than they did at the end of the day. Okay, something I've always wanted to know, because I don't know if we see rain, weather delays all that often. It kind of feels like it's still a rare thing with the outdoor stadiums. Like When you have to go back into the locker room and you're waiting for official word about when you can go back out and warm up, what do you guys do during these delays? Like, are you are you trying to stretch? Are you, like, in positional meetings? How do teams handle that in the locker room? Yeah, I would say the first time we went in, we went in at halftime, and we knew halftime was going to be a little longer than anticipated. If you you know playing a Super Bowl, that's the same thing. The, the halftime is a little longer than anticipated. So the coaches came in, did what they needed to do, said what they needed to say, um, and they just gave us a little extra time to ourselves. We went out, got warmed up, and we were thinking we were out maybe one or two series, and then we had to be brought back in. That second time was the hardest time. Uh, because we, they said that they had no idea when we were coming back. So the first time it was like, hey, we're going to go out. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be a 20 minute halftime instead of a 10 minute halftime, what have you, or whatever it is. You know, the, the halftime is going to be extended like 15, 20 minutes. At least you have a time frame to be able to, 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 to think through. The second time we came in, they was like, it's indefinite. We have no idea when we're going to go out. And during that time, you know, guys are, you know, I mean, some guys cut the music on and just start dancing, um, you know, just to, to, to stay. Loose and kind of stay in the floor of the game and keep the juices flowing. 
Then you have some guys, I mean, I'm, a, I'm an older guy, man. I just sat there and waited until it was time to warm up again. And didn't want to do anything until we had to warm up again just to, to not, you know, utilize, well, not lose the kind of loose and, and kind of great feeling of, of being game ready uh, that I had going from it at the time. I was going to say, like in baseball, when they have rain delays, they're they're in there playing cards more than anything else. And you guys are in there dancing. Like, is it is it like the Dougie? Are you doing it? What are you, the gritty? What are you guys doing? I have no idea, man. I, you know, I'm I'm a little out of touch with like you know the the new school dances that are out right now. Um, but I mean, you got some of the younger guys that you know just don't know. Uh, that, you know, we're, we're in the locker room. Just, well, you're not you know, 60, Kelvin. You're not doing the electric slide. I mean, come on. Yeah, but I mean, but I have no idea what they call this stuff now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you know, uh, I don't have kids that are, that, are, that are in the TikTok age to actually know what they call these dances now. Uh, I'm not old by any means, but when you're 34 and, and a rookie is like 21, that's, there's a little bit of an age gap in what's going on. So you've got the week 14 by, which I know it's just like crashing and burning to the finish line when they make them that late. But you go into the by with a win and the direction that this team is going right now with Kyler Murray back from the ACL injury a couple of weeks. What have you seen from him as far as like his return and also what we're hearing behind the scenes that he's improved as a leader from his time away to come, his time coming back with the team? You know, I think this coaching staff and this organization have done a really good job of putting the team in the best position to be successful. Um, they have really been about team first. They've really been about making sure that we stay the course from a process standpoint. And I think when you put all those things in place, uh, the team is moving forward in the direction that it needs to move, uh, move in. So I think when you think about the players and who's playing and how we're playing, the process that Monty and JG have put in place is working. And now the record doesn't reflect that. But I think structurally and where the organization is starting to move, I think we're moving in the right direction. Cardinals tackle Kelvin Beecham joining us. It's Carlin versus Joe ESPN Radio. Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin in for Joe today. All right, you did some stuff with World Vision as part of the My Cause, My Cleats initiative. Tell us about World Vision. Yeah, so World Vision is an organization that I've worked with for a number of years, uh, a large humanitarian organ- organization that's worked in over 100 countries um, and done work, you know, both uh, in emergency situations, but also kind of, you know, long-term situations. And I've worked with them in development of uh, access to clean water, which has been a platform of mine this year. Um, and, and the extension of my cause, my cleats, I actually hosted a panel around sustainability and a conversation around water. Um, a couple of days before we left for our game in, in, in Pittsburgh. But it's been a joy to work with such a, a great organization uh, that has so many facets, literally, you know, outside of a school right now, about to do a backpack uh, distribution uh, with the local school here in Mesa. Uh, but World Vision has just been a really good partner and allowed me to just be who I am, which is what ultimately you want to be able to have when you have a partner like World Vision. Uh, Kelvin, uh, we're right around that time where teams are starting to name their uh, nominees for the Walter Payton Man of the Year. You've been named it twice. Uh, number one, what does it mean when you get that nod? And number two, do you actively campaign against other guys? Get them out of the way so you can get the call again. <laughs> <laughs> man, you know, the, being able to receive the Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee is, is a huge deal. You know, it's something that is, is, is awarded to those who do phenomenal work in the community, and they've been consistent. Um, you know, the nominee for this year is, is Jonathan Ledbetter. I think it was just announced a couple hours ago. Uh, but Jonathan Ledbetter is our nominee defensive lineman. I'm just glad it's in the trenches. As long as the trenches are getting love, that's all I care about. So we got a defensive lineman that, that's the nominee this year. Um, and I don't know if, if Pittsburgh has nominated anybody, but if Cam Hayward 
uh, doesn't get the, the, the actual man of the year uh, award this year, I'm going I'm to I'm launch a, uh, an investigation, man, because he's done phenomenal <laughs> work for over a decade. And um, as far as campaigning, I'm campaigning for not only for my teammate Jonathan Ledbetter, but I'm campaigning for Cam Hayward. That's awesome. Listen, Kelvin, we appreciate it, man. Thanks for popping on. Good luck with World Vision. Yes, sir. Thank you much. That's Kelvin Beecham. Tackle for the Cardinals. Great sense of humor as well. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.